beautiful souls, this is a preview from today's angel story. I have never experienced a deeper weight on me emotionally than um, I have had since Roger crossed over. And I had to be able to hold and understand that to be able to help other people and to be able to help try to provide a path to other people to be able to have that connection that gives them joy again. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friends, today we have Lindsay Statton back on the show. She is the new author, just published her first book. I'm so excited, so proud of her. It's called The Enduring and Everlasting, a personal story of love transforming deep grief. Lindsay, I wish it was under better circumstances but but thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And I 100% know these circumstances were intentional so that I could help other people, other souls. So, yeah. so thank you for saying that. Yeah. So you and I met because you used to live in Wheaton, just like right down the street from me, um, which we didn't know until you listened to the podcast, joined the angel membership. And then we were like, oh my God, I can't believe how close we live to one another. Um, you have a very rare experience where you found your person in this world, your soulmate. And and you guys did everything together. You hiked, you were very active. You ran a huge company, built it together. You were really just enjoying life. Like we're friends on Facebook. I see your memories from the past pop up and you guys were always out doing things, taking these beautiful photos and it's not just those photos where you're like, oh, we're just taking photos for Facebook, but we're really not happy. You guys were so incredibly happy and in love. And uh, and we've shared on the show before, your, your um, husband was diagnosed with ALS and you helped him with his journey to the other side and you've learned so much that you talk about in this book about grief and about to heal yeah i just want to kind of take it over to you and you're such a spiritual person you've gone through the angel reiki school what's coming up for you to share 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I know I was intentionally put on this journey. Uh, obviously, Roger and I both signed up for this in advance, uh, unbeknownst to us going into it. But you're right. I mean, we um, the minute we met, we knew that we were each other's person. It was so unique. And I actually go into this at the first section of the book. But um, all the experiences I had, like dating people in the past and things like that, like where you're kind of doing the pluses and the minuses and, you know, the the charts and the things like to figure out if it's the person, none of that happened when we met. It was literally instantaneous. And um, it was really unique that he actually memorialized that in letters that he wrote to me when we were dating that he knew as soon as he, I, we met on a job interview and um, as soon as he opened the door to his office to let me in, he knew, he said that he felt like I was the person that he dreamed of when he was a little boy that he was meant to be with. And reading those letters back after he passed, I recognized that it was actually a deep soul recognition on his part of us being meant for each other and having been together in the past. I think both of us had that recognition and just communicated it differently, but it was just a totally unique environment and like relationship where you, as you mentioned, for the 20 years we were together, we did so many things. And I believe now that the reason for that partially was because we had a limited time um, on the physical plane to be together. So we, I feel like we packed in probably 40, 50 years of things because we did have the ability to do all the things together with the company and like, you know, being able to travel for work together. And that just afforded us so much, so many more meaningful hours of time to spend together that we would not have otherwise had. So I feel like that set us up to be able to have those deeper experiences. And I was really blessed. Um, although I would, you know, would say like, obviously any type of terminal illness, you know, wouldn't, um, want anyone to have to go through those experiences, but Roger handled it in a way that, um, again, I definitely feel like he, on a soul level, recognize that, um, I feel, I, I believe this is, was his final journey. And I've been told that, and I, and, and I feel that viscerally in my body. I also actually think this is mine as well, but I think he knew when he was like in hospice that he was being called to go. And because of that, he had just this gorgeous, positive energy and vibration that you would not expect from somebody that had a terminal diagnosis and especially somebody who loved and appreciated life the way he did. He, he would literally, one of the lines that he and his, that I say that his kids say, because it was something he said all the time was that every day is a gift mm -hmm. and he lived that way with intention. And so I think um, because of that and his recognition and my recognition several weeks before he passed, we were able to have those deeper level conversations that did make it instantaneous when he passed for me to receive communication. We set the stage before he passed that this was not the end. This was only the beginning that we were going to transform our journey. It wasn't going to be a, a stop in the journey. It was just going to be a change in the, in the way that we were in community with each other. And because we set that intention, it let me see what was possible. And literally the minute he passed, 
I received a sign from him. It was a song that I'd played for him um, two nights before when he was in in hospice. Um, and it was crazy because I had never played music before for him, like when he was in hospice, but there were, um, it, this, this, the final song I played for him was, um, Keith Urban, uh, mm-hmm. song, God, God whispered your name. Mm-hmm. And that song came on the minute he passed out of the blue. And, um, I knew that was him telling me that he'd crossed and I knew I needed to trust that those nuggets, I was so desperate for maintaining that relationship that um, even though I was so overwhelmed by deep grief, I was able to keep myself open and like feel the nuggets, you know, and see um, what was coming next. So I don't know if this podcast will air before or after, but I recently got to do an interview with Nurse Hadley. And if you ever follow her over on Instagram, she has been at the bedside of just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who have crossed over. And she said something that I have seen just energetically within souls that when you lose your partner, the other partner who remains here on earth, sometimes they find a will or a strength to continue and sometimes you don't there is such thing as a broken heart um when my grandma heard that my dad had passed and i know this sounds weird to say but i really believe like he was her uh son soulmate in this lifetime she was just so connected to him more than any other person in this Mm -hmm. life that she had a heart attack and passed 10 days later for people who are listening and i don't mean to say this like i don't mean for like this to come out the wrong wrong way it's just kind of like speaking my truth i worry about that day like i love blake so incredibly much and he has opened me to a part of this world that without him i wouldn't have seen and i really didn't believe i think in men before he came into my life and yeah same he's just changed my perspective a hundred percent i don't know what i would do without him here and so that's very hard to think about for people who are either going through this or we know we're all going to go through it at some point in our lives how do you, when the grief is just so overwhelming, find the will and the strength to continue moving forward? Yeah. Um, I would say for me, it was literally physically putting one foot in front of the other. At the beginning, that's all I could do. Um, I would go out and walk all the time. Um, and just, that was my connection to him. That was my connection to nature, but it was also, I do believe that the physical representation of putting one foot in front of the other had meaning at a cellular level, like in my body to, um, be able to continue. 
I also now know from going on this deep journey and, you know, doing, I investing the time energy, not only in the communication with Roger, but in that overall spiritual connection, you know, with you and community with you, Julie, and, you know, the, the angel membership, the Reiki school, all those things that I've done since then, um, that this had to happen. I had to have no other loss would have impacted me to the level that needed to happen for me to do what need, my soul needs to do. And that is to help others and shine a light on what's possible and start to really change the conversation around grief because culturally, especially in the US, but even beyond the US, we just don't know how to deal with grief. We don't, we don't do pre-grief well, we don't do grief well, we don't give people the modalities and the tools to be able to navigate the way through it. I very much had to kind of trial and error and figure out like what worked for me to be able to build the communication with him and just to be able to put one foot in front of the other. So I know my purpose is 100% tied to changing the conversation mm -hmm. and opening people's minds to what's possible because all the research shows when you create that communication, when you believe in the ability to maintain your relationship, it is a game changer for, you know, reducing su suicidal ideation for, um, being able to, you know, bring joy back into your life. Like things that when you're going through deep grief, you don't think are possible, mm -hmm. but we need to like change the conversation. And so we sure do. It's, yeah. it's, it's horrible. Like, I mean, when my dad passed away, I, I truly had said times before in my life, before he passed, I don't think it'll affect me. Like, I don't think it'll affect me when my dad goes. I remember saying that on multiple occasions because we had just had this off and on relationship. But what I didn't recognize at the time is that our souls were so closely bonded and that he was here for a purpose that also I believe tied into my purpose. Like I was thinking about this the other day, I don't take credit for the podcast. A lot of times when people are like, oh my gosh, how did you do this? Or like, how did it? I'm like, I didn't. Like, this is all God and my dad from the other side. And without my dad passing, I would not have had any reason to start the podcast or this work. And we wouldn't have reached other souls and made this impact. And right. it's really the same with your journey too. Like without Roger's passing, you wouldn't have had this opening and this opportunity to do the work that God needed you to do here and touch lives. Wow, thank you so much to the 250 people who raised their hand to volunteer and start a local chapter of spiritual women in their part of the world. If you'd like to join one of these free local chapters and hang out with spiritual women in your area, go over to my website, theangelmedium.com and enter your email address at the top of the homepage. 
Soon, we'll be sending you an email with a list of local chapters you can join for free. And friends, I'd love your help getting the word out about this. If you're a podcaster who'd be willing to have me on your show to talk about this community project, or an influencer who'd be willing to go live with me on social media, maybe you own your own business and your clients would love this. We can send you info that you can email to them. Or if you have another idea of how we could get the word out, we'd love your help connecting as many women around the world as possible through local chapters of spiritual women that we're forming right now. In the show notes, there's a link to a form you can fill out to help us get the word out. You can also use this form to become a local chapter leader. Oh, friends, I feel the magic. I hope you feel the magic too. The angels are putting together this incredible worldwide network of soul sisters. And I am just so excited to see how they work through us to help bring us together in friendship and serve the world. Exactly. And I would say for you and probably, probably for me as well, like it's not even, it's not even just that Julie, like your dad's passing and how you dealt with that, that, and that relationship, even in the physical, right. Brought you so much deep strength that you needed because you can't be publicly facing without being able to endure, you know, criticism, like any, like you have to be able to hold a lot to be in the public. So you're going to go through trials, tribulations, grief, um, you know, weight, all all of it has to do with like absorbing heaviness, you know, and we have to be able to hold that. I, I firmly believe in duality to hold the most joy like that I had in my life with Roger and the physical and, you know, that you have with your husband, you also need to be able to hold the, the reverse. And, um, for you, like your dad brought in that strength that you had to be able to hold, to be able to do all the things that you're doing now that makes such an enormous impact. And I feel like for me too, like, I have never experienced a deeper weight on me emotionally than um, I have had since Roger crossed over. And I had to be able to hold and understand that to be able to help other people and to be able to help try to provide a path to other people to be able to have that connection that gives them joy again. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective of the duality piece. You have to be able to hold both. Hadn't thought about it that way before, but I think you're so spot on. When it comes to grief and changing the conversation, that is something that deeply, deeply needs to happen in this world. Because when you work for a corporation or um, just even understanding what grief is, I think a lot of people hear about it. And and. To some degree, there are people's passings that don't impact you to as big a a degree. And I don't know exactly why that is. Um, But when my dad on my dad's side passed, it didn't affect me to the degree at which it did when my grandmother passed. You know, Um, there are other people, you know, when people say, how will you know when you're in love? How will you know 
when it's the one and you're like, you just know when yeah. you know. And being a, a 20 year old and hearing that and you're like, gosh, darn it. Just tell me, like, just tell me exactly what it feels like. Tell me. And and there is no way to really feel that until you get into it. And being in love is such an energy zone, like this beautiful, fluffy cloud of energy that you're just swimming in as you're you're in the stages of being in love. In the exact same way, grief is an energy, but it's almost one that feels like the entire lower part of your body, maybe from like your chest down is like 700 pounds of weight. Totally. And I would say for me, it even started at the throat and like, it probably has to do with your relationship right now. Thinking about like the throat chakra and all the things you learn, like in the angel Reiki, it's like that weight from Roger and I were in constant communication. If we weren't physically together, we were on the phone together. I mean, we, our friends teased us about it. Like we were in constant communication. So for me, it started even at, like in the throat like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause my dad and I had a very, very heart bond. Like I got him more on a spiritual level than anything else on a philosophical theosophical we would talk about all of it so that is very very fascinating but there is an energy to grief where you feel like you are weighted down and there's something that also happened to my hearing and my processing where i remember blake talking to me um lindsay did you ever see the hunger games movie yes do you remember i think it's like the very first one um there's a couple of times in that movie one where her dad passes away and she's trying to shake her mom and like get her to function but she just can't function and there's times where in that movie it's like katniss can hear but it feels very distant and echoey and far away almost like you're underneath 30 feet of water yeah it's kind of like the want want (laughs) yeah you can hear other people talking to you but you can't exactly make out what they're saying your processing is happening much much more slowly and it's just this fog and this haze and this weight and this not being able to hear or think correctly and i think it's very fascinating because there are so many corporations out there that are like oh okay your mom passed away a week ago let's get back to work and let's just jump and you're like if somebody was in a wheelchair, you wouldn't tell them to just get up and walk like they can't. So when people don't understand grief and they don't have the empathy or the compassion for grief, they don't understand that that's exactly what they're doing. You can't function. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why when you go through it, there's such a a need to find other people that truly understand because as much as people close to you, whether it's your family or friends that haven't experienced it to your level, like if it's not somebody that affected their everyday life, they're just naturally not going to be able to fully understand in a level. And so you need to surround yourself in kind of a safe space of people that truly get it because 
they're, they're the only way through it. I mean, I know like with Roger's kids and I, like nobody understands it to the level of the three of us. So when we know there's something coming, whether it's like an anniversary or a birthday or whatever it is, like we are so much better when we're together going through it. And so you do have to be intentional about like seeking out community because that can really make a huge difference for helping you see the ability to put one foot in front of the other. And especially if some of those people in community with you are slightly um, more advanced on their journey, it can give you that little glimmer of hope that you need. Um, and if they've built a relationship with their loved one on the other side and are in communication, obviously that makes a difference too. So, so I do get it at some point though, but I wonder what your opinion is on this, because looking at it, you know, you run this big tech company, you're the CEO. I run my own business. There's a lot of people who run their own businesses out there. You need people to continue running the company or else kind of like a house of cards, it falls in on each, each other. What is the right thing to do? Like, what do you think the right policy procedures for corporations should there be out there because you can't just say like oh give it a week two weeks give it two months sometimes you don't know when everything is going to come back and you're going to be yourself again right i think the biggest thing is having open dialogue i mean honestly i feel like that about everything and i 100 um lead my life and my um function as a leader within an organization differently now. Um, everything I do is 100% heart-led. And um, sometimes you have to make decisions that, you know, maybe aren't uh, in the best interest of the business, but they're in the best interest of the person. And at the end of the day, that is actually going to be in the best interest of the business. So having an open conversation, because the reality is like, for me, I dove into work afterwards, because um, for me, obviously, there was an emotional connection, attachment and passion behind the company, because it was important to Roger as well. But I think you can have that even if that's not the case, because sometimes you need that like distraction, or um, just like to put your all the energy into something else, some other purpose. So having an open dialogue with, you know, like an employee that's going through it, what can you, what can you handle today? You know, like, are you feeling like you're going to want to do meetings? Are you going to feel like you're going to want to, you know, and just being flexible, I think is the biggest thing, like, you know, to have that open conversation, allow it to be flexible. That's amazing. Lindsay, your book is The Enduring and Everlasting, A Personal Story of Love Transforming Deep Grief. People can find that on Amazon. We'll put that information in the show notes below. What else do you want people to know who are going through big grief or will in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there was a lot of intention behind the way that the book is structured. There are stories of Rogers and I's life, like in the first section. So it's split into three sections. The first section is just getting to know us and the depth of our relationship better, which I think is important foundationally. Um, and then the second section is literally those signs that I started getting the moment he passed and just letting people see what's possible because I feel our story 
yes, it might feel unique and it is unique to us and our souls, but anybody can do this. Like you can have these, you can have this communication and like you teach in your programs, Julie, like you can do this yourself. You don't, you know, have to um, struggle alone. Like you can create these connections and be intentional about doing this yourself. So the second section is showing people the signs and um, the communication that I started receiving. I am super blessed. I get dream visits from Roger regularly. I mean, like usually a couple every few weeks. Um, so, and I know that that is like the Holy grail. And a lot of people are just, you know, um, praying for one single visit and I am super blessed to get them. And as you know, anybody that reads the book, you'll see they're intentional and they always relate to things that are going on here in the physical world. And then the third section is basically like a how-to guide. So it takes you through a sample day of what I do and, um, the spaces that I protect, um, including, and most importantly, my sleep, because when you're going through grief, not only do you need more sleep, but you also need to protect it because it is an awesome opportunity. It is the ideal opportunity for spirit, as I'm sure you know, Julie, to come in and give us information, show us things, give us dream visits, receiving signs and information um, that's going to impact our physical world. So it just walks people through like a sample day of what they can do to help them connect with their loved ones on the other side and provide some resources, you know, like how to meditate, um, how, like how nature can help them connect, um, resources for community, like, you know, obviously your angel membership, just the different things they can do to help them. And for me, like the whole reason I found you to begin with was I know Roger served up your podcast on a platter because I didn't even listen to podcasts, but, um, just hearing other people's stories. So I love, listening to other people talk about their signs and communication with their loved ones because it raises your vibration and it helps you to receive that communication from your loved ones. So your podcast has been absolutely huge for me. And um, I was shown early on in this process, like this is, this is, we're going to do it different. Like the purpose of the book was to show people in a different way um, than they've seen before and to think about grief in a completely different way. So honestly, there's nothing that gives me more joy than having a conversation with somebody uh, whether it's through the grief group that um, Cheryl and I ha- lead at the in the angel membership, or um, just even the testimonials I've had from people that have been reading the book, and some of them are unlikely, like people I didn't even expect um, coming to me, corporate men like coming to me, and like the the book has been a game changer. So nothing makes me feel better than to know that I'm helping somebody have that relationship with their loved one, because you know, your loved one wants it, like they want to help you. And so, so much of it is about giving them permission to communicate with you because we do have free will. So uh, I'm just um, super thankful to be in community with you, Julie, and to have the the ability and the platform to help more people uh, be able to have that connection. I think what I love about you, Lindsay, and what you teach and where you've taken your work is that um, before you and I were in contact a couple of years ago, there are so many people that I would meet who 
they would tell me these stories about how their loved one passed and they just gave up. Like they gave up trying to um, gain that connection with them. And I think both of our messages uh, is keep going. Like it's a journey. This isn't an event that just happens one time. A relationship is a journey with another person. And that journey continues when they're on the other side. And so I'm just so proud of the work that you're doing because you're helping people to understand in a very specific way how to keep that journey going. And, and they are. I think that I just want to touch on one thing that you said earlier when it comes to sleep and dreams. I know that I have talked to probably over 50 people who don't get the dream part, but get a lot of downloads when they're sleeping. So I think the sleep is so spot on, um, but I want to open it and expand it just a little bit to include those downloads. I don't want people to like wake up in the morning and be thinking to themselves, oh my God, I didn't have the dream. So this is pointless. I want them to know that spirit comes to us in different ways during our sleep. And those downloads can just you wake up and you just have this knowing or a clarity or a sense of direction and like trust that because that is your loved ones coming in too. 100%. I'm so glad you called that out because I actually in the book um, define dream visits in a multitude of ways. So there's actually like three or four different types of dream visit you can have. And sometimes it is just a knowingness yeah. that you were with your person. You might not know the details you might just know like from a felt sense that they were there. You might smell them. I've had that happen as well. I've actually smelled uh, Roger's cologne on my hands in the morning. Like it can be subtle things that doesn't have to be. And that's the one thing that's so important too, is like open yourself up to all the possibilities because yeah. it doesn't have to be one thing. Like just because it happens for me a certain way or you a certain way, it doesn't happen to ha have to happen that way for somebody else. Right. Just open yourself truly. and. I think too, like if your first instinct is that it was a sign or that it was a visitor, that they were tapping you, trust it because it's the like ego thoughts that come in after that take, that take you off the rails. Like it's that first initial thought that first, and it could be like just a vibration in your body or feeling your skin prickle up, trust yeah. it, trust it, trust it, trust it, because that following those nuggets will take you down the road to be able to build that bigger, you know, relationship. Yeah. Lindsay, I'm so proud of you. We've had uh, seven Angel Reiki School students this year alone write books, and I want to have them all on here one by one. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Thank you for the work that you're putting out into the world. Thank you for, for just everything. Um, your book is The Enduring and Everlasting. We're going to put all of the links to it in the show notes below. Lindsay Stanton, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know, I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com.
register for a session. You could do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.